Where can people find the Pretty Neat Podcast? The Pretty Neat Podcast. <laughs> Shout out Stone. The Pretty Neat Podcast.com. And we're live. And we're live. But also recorded. <laughs> we're live for you and I. That's correct. What's going on? Not too much, man. I've had a tiring week, but it was a productive mm-hmm. week. I got a lot of work done. I'm glad to hear it. How about yourself? Oh, you know. Yeah. What are you drinking? I see you got a frosty brew. Yeah, this is uh, Swami's IPA. Shout out Pizza Port Brewing Company. Definitely sponsor the Pretty Neat Podcast. You know, I, reg- I, also I regret tapping into some stone in a moment. Oh, nice. That's fun. Yeah, uh, my favorite. Yeah, I, was, I regret that on my visit out there to SoCal that I did not get, a, get to go to Pizza Port. You know, that really should have been where we recorded. If the audio was going to be bad anyway. We should have just went there and recorded. Right. And had some beer buddies. Right, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's been so long. I can't even remember. the. And last by time some, you mean all. Of them. <laughs> well, if by us, you mean me. Yes. <laughs> That's fine. You're on That's a low fine. carb no. diet. You got to you're going to compete soon. I'm not on a low carb diet. I'm not competing in shit. Okay. Then I never mind. <laughs> uh yeah you're competing i didn't you're competing in who has the better tattoos of the two of us and winning i think i'm winning for the moment i'm actually you know so i met a guy one time this is a good way to kick it off i met a guy one time who owned a tattoo shop and owned his past tense so he he had just sold it when i talked to him and i was like hey man why would you sell your tattoo shop? And he goes, oh, tattoo artists are a pain in the ass to work with. And I was like, that makes sense. And uh, you know what? I have had, I have gone under the needle, as it were, roughly, uh, oh, God. Um, Well, you have full sleeves. um, I think people get that. Well, so I'm halfway done with my left arm. My right arm is, com- I mean, completely covered. Yeah. Top to bottom. Yeah. Um, uh, you've seen them, obviously, in person many times. Stunning. Um, Works of art on your flesh. Yeah. And I want to be very clear. Uh, one of my tattoo artists tattooed Justin Bieber. And the other one was on Ink Master. So, like, legitimately just incredibly gifted artists. But I've been under the needle for, like, 96 hours at this point point in time and not a single one of those appointments has started on time <laughs> and here's the thing i don't care i knew that going in i planned for the whole day it's fine but if you're like hey i'm gonna get tattooed between noon and three yarn yarn <laughs> you aren't doing that so uh, just just be ready you know and, and if the artist is available if, if they're like hey come come get tattooed right now probably don't go to that artist Yep. Yeah. No? Yeah. If you if walk-ins are available, then mm-hmm. this shouldn't be what your. They're gonna do it for a discount. Yeah, this shouldn't be your first choice. No. 
What, what's that segment of the podcast not brought to you by, by my younger brother's tattoo? No. Did you just unwrap a cable from your microphone? I did. Did it mess with the audio? It might have a little bit. We're sorry, listeners. Oh, we, apo- we apologize. Yeah, that's gone now. How about so talk? Go ahead. Well, well, how was your week? I shared with you that mine was tiring but productive. You know, um, I'm glad to hear you were productive. This was the first. So I'm a I'm a public school teacher, right? We've we've sort of referenced that, but I don't know if I've directly said it. And uh, this would be, but I did teach summer school to to pay for aforementioned tattoos, and uh, this was the first week. And then last week, I was I was doing solo dad stuff because my wife was out of town, which is totally fine. But I wouldn't call it a vacation. And so this was the first week where I was really like on vacation, except the very first week after school ended when the wife and I split for Vegas. Not not sixty hours after the school year ended, we were we were. <laughs> We were literally sitting at a craps table. So Hell yeah. <laughs> uh, uh it's been it's been nice. We were in San Diego for a few days and uh you know they call it America's finest city for a reason. So Yeah. I uh, I'm there. I wanna go. Yeah. Let's go. I yeah. look forward to when we can head out there. You should move there. Hey, I'm not opposed if the timing is right and the opportunity Damn arises. Right then right then I will not. be there. Um that's what I'm talking about. I you know, I wish I was gonna be there tomorrow for our listeners who are listening to this on friday why is that because i wish that i was going to be at the apex not notably not in san diego but Mm -hmm. uh continue yeah i want to i want to watch according to some my favorite fighter yeah and you know what come back uh I'm going to I'm going to back off on my TJ Dillashaw hate in just a minute. Let's actually talk about the fight night that happened last week, Makachev versus Moises. Okay. Cuz I've I've got some I've got some takes on uh fight on well on TJ Dillashaw. Um sure. And I actually think if you've been listening since episode 1, I I think I have misrepresented my opinions on him, so I want to I want to shift uh yeah, please do. And you know My what? I there. I like um also for those who've been listening since at least the earlier episodes, we're recording it on a later day now, later in the week. And I, I kind of like recording on Thursdays and talking yeah, because I kinda do too. It's not just like the convenience thing, it's it's there's a lot of MMA news and opinions that come out right after the fights and I like to absorb it all and mm-hmm. like that's part of the entertainment for me so like us coming together to tell the world how neat MMA is instead of us just knowing it like right. I, there's so much more there is to learn before we record that we can share at least for me. Well, yeah, I would say learn, but also be reminded of, in, especially in the case of TJ. So mm-hmm. I, yeah. I, I, and I think Friday morning is a, is a nice release time. I think There's not a lot comes out on Fridays really, except for like morning yeah. combat, which is a great podcast. Shout out morning combat. Yeah. But yeah, I like, I like recording it later on because now I can listen to all the other podcasts and really learn what I should not say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah well not say but also like what's the sort of running narrative and sure 
how am I going to react to that? And, and do I agree? Do I have a disagreement? Right? Like, we, we've not, neither you or I, we haven't really ever hidden the fact. I think, in fact, we've probably once an episode referenced another podcast that we like and, uh, <laughs> or, or other podcasts that we like or are inspired by. So it's, it's paying homage to, it's not stealing from. And, you know, there's only so many opinions, right? It's, mm-hmm. it's mostly how, how it's packaged. So, yeah. And I love so many different opinions. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I listen to Anik, I listen to Florian, I listen to Bisping. I like Luis Gomez, who's on the Bisping podcast. I like mm-hmm. UFC Unfiltered. I like Morning Combat. There's just like a, and there's tons more that I have in my feed that sometimes yeah. I breeze through and sometimes I don't. And every single one of them, you know same narratives like you're saying but different opinions on it and then i get to come in and hear my favorite opinion which is yours oh yours is my actually ryan's is my favorite and yours is my second favorite <laughs> okay you know what dom yours is mine. he has he has the calmest most sort of level-headed approach and we are mostly just two kind of <laughs> I don't, I'm going to say jackasses. I don't mean jackasses who are looking for any reason to make like a butthole joke or something. And like, yeah, like, yeah, <laughs> I love so, analogies. I mean, analogy analogies. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Uh, I feel like anybody who comes on this podcast is going to make us look like a couple of dingbats. Well, you know what? And this is a, this is an absurd comparison for me to make, but I uh, I have recently gotten into a golf podcast on the Barstool Network, and I don't know that Barstool has a UFC slash MMA slash boxing podcast. So Barstool, we are for sale. For sale, we will, we will sign a five year agreement with you right now, mm-hmm. and believe me, the terms will be favorable for you. So <laughs> let's let's talk. Shout out Dave Portnoy. Yeah, um, and shout out to Ryan again because you're right. <laughs> shout out to Ryan again, who who is welcome anytime and will be back. Yep uh sooner rather than later he also has a day job and unfortunately his day job today is a night job so he can't he can't be with us that is sometimes how these things yeah when you're a gigolo mm, life's tough you go where the business is man you go where the business is Mm -hmm. (laughs) business is popping so islam makhachev and tiago moises man that was a that was a clinic can i can i be completely nakedly there you go transparent with you for a second <laughs> well yes of course break out that stone too this yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna i don't have any pants on actually <laughs> this was the first card either fight night or main event that i can remember in some time hmm. where i turned it off in between co-main and mains okay what do you mean by that you turned it off after so, the yeah Misha Tate can you fight? i did can you scroll down a little for me sure so i think i started watching when keep going keep going yeah and you know what's wild is i think i watched every fight up to that point i definitely saw malcolm gordon beat uh davison's brother mm-hmm. and then i had the fights on and actively watched them i saw misha tate fight i watched the weird sort of uh marion renew sort of send-off narrative that they were trying to spin was not working on me yeah um i want i loved I ex- watching amanda limos uh knock out Montserrat ruiz sure yeah that was a great one it was a good early one. on 
um, I was explaining to my wife how Misha Tate's nickname is Karate Hottie, and then no, they were isn't. like, I, "No, I know, but you know, I'm an idiot." <laughs> oh. And so I'm like, "I'm like, wait, why did they say Cupcake? Why does that? Maybe she used to go by Cupcake, and now she goes by Karate Hottie. I, I, oh, I no. have no fucking clue what I was talking about. Oh. And then you know, she won. She looked pretty good. Um, mm-hmm. Remind me what division she's in? Bantamweight. <laughs> yeah, okay. So ju- she's just a name on a list, right? Hey, she's on the rankings. She's inserted into the rankings. Which do we do we just want to talk about rankings right now? No, because I love okay. I'm looking forward to this week's episodes of Dom's UFC rankings <laughs> yeah. dog shit. <laughs> right. So let's come back. Um, but okay. uh, I, I gotta say Gamrot looked pretty impressive with that Kimura against Stevens. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I he's gonna agreed. Be- Mike Beltran shaved his beard. Was it shaved or was it tucked in? Well, oh, I think it was tucked into his collar. See, I wouldn't say shaved. I would say cut. But same idea conceptually. Uh, Do you think he braids his pubes? They just dangle down on either side of listen, his finger. If he doesn't, I this is a version of America. I don't. I frankly don't want to live. <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah. No, dude, Misha, Misha Cupcake Tate, she looked great. I thought she looked. Yeah, sure. And she couldn't beat Marion Renew until the third round. We're going to really do the where does she stack up against Amanda thing? No, I wasn't going to do that. Come on. Shout out Stone Brewing Company. (laughs) Shout out Stone. I will. Did I listen? Did I bring a cooler bag with ice packs in here so I could open up this frosty can? Yeah, I did. Okay. Mm -hmm. (laughs) the the spirits counters behind me i can just reach those but you know how it goes yeah yeah anyway Hmm. oh oh hey look at that uh back on ufc 200 she got submitted in the first round to amanda yep so yeah and amanda is amanda is inarguably a much better fighter today than she was then so sure misha tate look better to you than past misha tate or did you not have time to rewatch any old misha i did not rewatch any old not karate hottie misha tate <laughs> that's okay well i'll say misha is not a stale cupcake man um okay the 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 gap so wait do you prefer cupcakes to muffins yes i do what i'm fat (laughs) of course i prefer cupcakes but dude like a blueberry muffin or a a banana walnut muffin versus a funfetti cupcake get the fuck out of here give me the banana muffin all the all day okay wait i might i might change my mind and let's and let's not and let's not pretend Let's not pretend that a muffin isn't just typically a bigger cupcake that we call a different word because that's what it is. <laughs> okay, Costco muffins are the shit. Um, Dude. Yeah, they the are. The double chocolate ones? Okay, that, that's, a, that's a muffin that beats a cupcake. No, 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 no. That's a miniature cake, sir. <laughs> <laughs> is what that is. With no frosting on it, which makes it better because frosting is gross. And this is cream cheese frosting. All right. Hey, there's some, you know what? Cream cheese frosting is delicious, but I'm oh, yeah, also uh, a fat kid, so I like all frosting. <laughs> Dude, I am too, so 
I almost bought chocolate Dunkaroos today. I saw that wow. for the first time in 25 years. Uh, uh, do you? I saw Koala Yummies at Target the other Koala day. Yummies. You remember that? Yeah. Yeah, Whoa. you didn't grow up in the 90s if you don't. Whoa. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. Okay. Yep. You know who didn't grow up in the 90s? Islam Makhachev or Tiago Moises. Yeah, also true. Um <laughs> So, okay, so we were talking about narratives. Yeah. So the narrative that, oh, Makachev is boring, we know what's coming, blah, blah, blah. Here's the thing. I'm not a we know what's coming, so I hate it type of guy. I'm like a you know what's coming and you still can't stop it type of guy. And that's why you turned it off? Uh, You know what? I turned it (laughs) off because I actually, I think I sometimes, so like I've been married for, fuck, damn near 10 years, right? There are some battles I pick. One of those is karaoke. I hate it. Okay. Okay. Some battles I don't. Sometimes I'll toss out what I call an empty offer to my wife. I'll say, hey, you can change this if you want. 99.7 times out of 100. She says, no, that's okay. And goes back to whatever she's doing. This was the time she went, okay and then did so and i didn't and i didn't bother to move rooms or pull it up on espn plus on my phone or my ipad both of which were at hand options so Mm -hmm. um it's my fault but here's the thing if we had been doing our pick'em votes i would have said makachev by submission i i don't know that i would have said fourth round but Mm -hmm. whatever i wouldn't have either i would probably would have said earlier i mean whatever right he beat tiago moises can we see the the uh lightweight rankings really quick oh you want to see because this is because this is the this is the rankings discussion i'm ready to jump into at least in part whenever you are um that's fucking ludicrous except that is it what is fucking ludicrous dom for the viewers who are for the viewers who are because this is an audio only show for the time being islam is ranked fifth he was ninth he went up four spots after that win yeah um why do you think this is dog shit well so here's the thing i think and and i am someone who prides myself i'm a a fairly sort of studious academic guy um Mm -hmm. i pride myself on challenging my own opinions on things believe it or not even though I present all of my opinions with with uh, chutzpah, <laughs> if you will. Chutzpah um, might be an understatement. <laughs> my initial reaction to this was, that guy's not fifth. But if you look at the names ahead of him and the names below him, yeah, he kind of is. You know what? When I, when I look at the rankings, because I'm just going to look at the three below him. Six, seven, eight are Ferguson, Rafael Dos Anjos, and yeah, Dan Ferguson's Hooker. too high, but okay. Yeah, Ferguson's too high. And then right above him, three spots is Michael Chandler, Benil Darius, Justin Gaethje, and then of course you have all Poy. of which are correct. And I think all those are right. And when I look, when I look at Islam's past fights, yeah, realistically, that is where he falls in that mix. He would probably sure. beat everybody that's below him right now. And everybody above him might be an interesting challenge, except for Benil. I got to be honest, even well, though he's the he's the question. He's a dark right? horse, man. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, 
What do you, who do you think he should fight next? Well, because apparently Dan Hooker is the only one who's actually called him out and like ever, like he's the first one. Yeah, okay. But so here's the thing though. Uh-huh. This whole geyser ducking Makachev, that's bullshit. I'm gonna tell you why. Yeah. Of of the guys in front of him, mm-hmm. two of them fought Khabib. Did Benil ever fight Khabib? Oh, uh, that's a good question. I don't know, but I want to look. Or or Oliveira? Oliveira, I think did not, but now I, I don't think he did. Now I have to look. Uh-huh. You know a website I don't recommend? Sure dog? Sure dog. <laughs> sure dog. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Did you just want to say that? No, I didn't. Like, how is it I could search an MMA website for Khabib and it is he's right there. He's in there. And he comes down like sixth. And we were looking Gagey and Poirier, mm-hmm. Connor, Ike Quinta, Barbosa, RDA. Okay, no. So, no Charles Oliveira. Yep, no Oliveira. Nope. So. And no Dariush. And no Dariush. Do we really think Oliveira or Dariush would not. Or Chandler. Or Michael Chandler would not sign up, would not sign for a Khabib fight right now? That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. They, of course they any would. Any of them would. Absolutely. So so you think they're ducking Makachev? No, they're not. I think Michael Chandler knocks him out. Well, I don't think that they ever had a reason. I think Gacy or Poirier knocks now. him out. So now with, with Khabib? With Islam. They never had a reason to fight him. He was ninth. He was way mm-hmm. down there. They had no reason to accept but, or to challenge him before. Yes, but if you Connor, we know is out of commission now. Tony Ferguson is no longer part of the discussion. Mm-hmm. Makachev just beat uh, uh, Moises. Mm-hmm. So he's in the conversation now. It's kind of like Connor just comes out of the conversation and Makachev goes in. I think he loses to anybody ranked above him. Sure. Uh, yeah. So Brendan Schaub, I know you're at least marginally familiar with him, was talking about that. He had an interesting mm-hmm. point. He was saying that the UFC typically with a guy like Makachev, and he also related it to Sugar Sean O'Malley, would have thrown them to the wolves early on, a la Darren Till. Uh-huh. And how that sort of thing can fuck with a guy's head. Okay. And and he thinks the UFC is being sort of pointedly careful with Makachev and with, with O'Malley. And I think that's a really, really, really good point. And you put Makachev in there with, let's say, Justin, you know, fuck it, let's say Dustin Poirier. Dustin knocks him out, which I think everyone thinks is what would happen. Okay. And Makachev's confidence is suddenly shaken, or, or, you know, in baseball, they call it the yips, right? The second baseman suddenly can't get the ball to first base. The throw he's made literally 10 million times in his entire life, he can't get the ball to first base. So, um, I, you know, I, I think it, if he's correct, I think that's a really good point um mm-hmm. but it just it just makes me wonder man like the the i my initial thought when i when i mentioned the ufc rankings being dog shit was that makachev was shouldn't be fifth but i guess he probably should yeah 
I don't think it's uh I don't necessarily think that that's too inappropriate. Um, I don't, I, no, on on review, I don't think so either. Let's see. He got knocked out. I remember when he got knocked out. I mean, I don't remember it as it happened, obviously, but watching that fight, it really... Against, yeah, Martin. You know, you just get clipped sometimes, and he faced that early. Uh I'm interested in seeing what happens. Um, mm-hmm. Like we just were saying, I don't know that he beats anybody above him except maybe Benil. So is that the next fight for him? Because Benil's kind of the guy who doesn't have a fight. I think it is. And I think the Chandler and Gaethje have to lay, throw down. Yeah, so that makes sense, right? We know mm-hmm. Dustin's going to fight Oliveira. And that's two. You get two and four, which is Justin and Michael, and you get three and five, which is Benil and Makachev. Yeah. To see who moves yeah. up. And then, say, I think as it stands today, we don't even, the fight hasn't been announced, obviously, but I think Poirier beats Oliveira. So mm-hmm. then he holds the belt, and you give the winner of Gaethje Chandler a shot at Poirier. Yeah, and you give Oliveira the winner at Islam and Daryush. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's all right there. Yeah. It's really not it's really not that questionable. And Chandler is fourth, but let's not forget he was nine seconds from stopping Oliveira in the first round. Mm-hmm. So and like a legit nine seconds from stopping in the first round, yeah. not like a oh he almost had him, you know? Yeah. And so. then and then you bring McGregor back against Rafael Dos Anjos, the fight that never well, happened. Well, so here's the thing. I, I, I have my dream Connor <laughs> scenario because I have I have spent two weeks now thinking about him. I'm a huge, huge fan. I've obviously not made that a secret. Um, my dream Connor scenario, honestly, is this. He gets healthy, mm-hmm. which, cons- I mean, uh, no, aggressively, rather. He fights, what, September of next year? You think it would be September of next year? You think that's too soon? I think that's too late. No, he's. I thought they said he's out at least eighteen months. Did they really? Eight and that's and that's and that's not September. If they, but I I thought I heard eighteen. I man, I heard like I heard spring. Well, I know at least until twenty twenty two. Okay. 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 So they've said that and obviously he had major leg surgery it's, yeah. it's july man a year's the a end long, of july a year is a long time just a, a year's year. a long time so my dream connor scenario is this he gets back in there with let's say a guy like dos anjos but it could it could just as well be dan hooker greg gillespie kevin lee it could be any of those guys yeah beats them in a similar fashion to the way he beat cowboy okay then you get the third fight with Nate. Oh, yeah. At welterweight? Okay. Yes. No. At, uh, lightweight. at lightweight. Okay. Mm-hmm. I suppose you could maybe make the welterweight argument. Mm-hmm. Okay. Let's say that happens. Maybe that's the 2022 holiday big pay-per-view. Okay. Okay. Connor has to win that. Yeah. In my dream scenario. He's got to win both of these. And then it's Connor's doing the, oh, I'm 34. I, I've, I've never felt better. The surgery and the recovery time, I, you know, he's spinning the whole narrative, right? Yes. Then, so he beats whoever the first fight is. Then he beats Nate, which I think, you know, he beats Nate. I, I think 
I think most people would pick him, except the Nate fans, but you know what I mean. Yeah, it'd be interesting. Yeah. Then he fights Poirier again. Mm-hmm. In this scenario, Poirier is still champion. But even if he's not, as long as he's still in the top five, I think it works. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it would be Wait, interesting. No, I'm, oh, I'm not done. Oh, I'm not done. Ooh. Beats him. Okay. So now we're three fights. This is Connor's third fight back. He beats Dustin. Let's put this early 23. Okay. Then he- Connor Dustin five July 2023 at T-Mobile. No, they've never had a fifth fight. This one really is for all the marbles. UFC has never had a, a fifth fight between two fighters that no. least of this magnitude that I can think of. No. They they rarely ever get to three for that matter. Mm-hmm. We're both cage side. I love that's that. the dream scenario. I love and he dream. and here's the thing. I'm, I know that's ridiculous. Mm, mm, I hear but the crowd. Mm. Here's the thing. You do can you imagine 15,000 Irish <laughs> nationals? Is that how many fit in Madison Square Garden? Oh, you think it's going to be M- at MSG? I think T-Mobile in Vegas. You said MSG. No, I think I said T-Mobile. You said MSG. You did. Even if I did, I meant T-Mobile. Okay. It's 20,000, 18 to 20. I think 15 of them come over from Ireland, the two of us, <laughs> who have been drinking black and tans, by the way, since 7 a.m. the day before. At proper 12. And proper 12. And and then it really is for all the marbles. It goes down as one of the greatest. This is, this is Ali Frazier. Hey, and you know what? I think you put the BMF belt rematch on that card. Well, fuck that. <laughs> and then the winner, and I don't know who it would be, the winner retires. Of Poirier McGregor? Yeah. The winner retires. Because they ended it, and that's the end of it? I think so. Okay. Hey, I, I like that. That's my dream Connor scenario. That makes for a really damn good Connor miniseries on HBO in like 15 years. Oh, you know it's Because that can't be a movie, even though they would fucking they're, do it and it'd be called Notorious and it would suck. If you think they aren't filming footage for that from the moment he got into that cage with Poirier for the third time, oh, of yeah. course they are. Of course they are. Oh, yeah. Oh. Well, speaking of other podcasts and other takes, did you hear the and it, it sort of made waves a little bit and then kind of died down the idea that and this was a this is a comedy podcast that pushed it out a guy named Andrew Schultz he was saying he's wondering if when Connor sold the or or Connor and the people behind Proper 12 sold it mm-hmm. to the big company that also owns did we decide Jose Cuervo yeah yeah we looked it up That he there was some sort of you have to fight X amount of times and promote it attached to that sale. Really? Because they're in a it's not to say Connor's not logical, because here's the thing with Connor. So the the Tuesday after the fight, my sister and her three-year-old, who's my nephew, and me and my daughter, who are five, we went and got donuts mm-hmm. and then went to the trampoline park because <clears throat> that's what I do during the week. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> as as you know, aunts and uncles and and 
you know, in the case of my sister, mothers and sons, and me and my daughter, you know, you're just, that's, that's what you do. You're just right? giving me an idea for what to do by myself tomorrow morning. I mean, it is pretty fun. It's only six bucks before 11 a.m. Oh, anyway, nice. um, she was like, did you watch the fight on Saturday? And I was like, of course I did. Don't you listen to my podcast? <laughs> and she's like, <laughs> and she's like, and so I was explaining to her what happened with his leg. And she goes, I'm just glad he lost. He's such an idiot. And I was like, well, he's, he's definitely not an idiot. She's like, no, he's not an idiot. I just hate him. And I was like, and here's the thing. She's not a, she's not a sports fan, much less, much less a, a UFC or, or combat sports fan. And I'm like, well, why do you hate him? And she goes, because he never shuts up. And I'm like, see, here's the thing, though. How many other UFC fighters could you name? And she goes, none. I'm like, exactly. Mm-hmm. That doesn't make him He's, good. It makes him well known. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't have anything to do with how good he is. But okay. with with Connor, people sort of love to hate him. That is true. As evidenced by the fact that people who are not even sports fans, much less combat sports fans, know who he is. And they hate him. And they and they have an opinion on him, right? Like, mm-hmm. I don't. I like TJ Dillashaw is not a guy people love to hate. They just kind of hate him, right? Mm-hmm. There's reasons or, now. Or, <laughs> there's reasons now, but we're gonna talk about those. Sure. John Jones, you kind of love to hate him because uh, he's there's something about him. He's so fucking good, right? You want him to fail because he's so good. You want him to fail because he's so good. And there's a lot of guys in a lot of sports that are like that. And so the thing is, Connor, mm-hmm. you know, he, he's, he's that. This is what we were talking about a couple weeks ago. He's, he's got, he's bigger than the sport in so many ways. And so if you're him here, but so okay, going back to my original thing about the sale of proper twelve and some sort of agreement of how many times he has to fight, because the question becomes like if you. If you have $650 million plus and ample opportunity to make more, right? Mm-hmm. Not that you would need more than $650, but whatever. Why on God's green earth are you getting into a locked metal cage with Dustin Poirier? <sighs> Mistakes. I mean, let's be honest. Why are you doing that? That it may it makes the argument for that contract with Cuervo make sense. It's not. I'm not saying it, it's real. There's not been reports of that. But similar to the concept that he maybe has some sort of small ownership stake in the UFC, which has sort of mm-hmm. been out there a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know, it's 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 not ludicrous. But it's it's also it's very possible that it's they're like no we didn't put any such stigma he his a, a picture of him sells the whiskey, right and actually it's a pretty good product as we reviewed on the unheard taste <laughs> so you know I I don't know man I I think that the thing with Connor that would be a really cool ending to his career it writes the movie or the miniseries the doc the docu series if you will but ultimately we'll see what happens I think there's an equal chance he never fights again. I do too. I actually, the, yeah. I've been thinking about that more and more. And like, he doesn't have to, obviously. Um, and like, after, not that his behavior was completely insane, like with talking about Poirier's wife and stuff, but like, yeah, you know, it's just, uh, 
is this is it gonna is it gonna tarnish his reputation anymore because like right now he's only tarnishing his reputation uh and i don't you think so yeah i do and i mean it's only that the nice tiktok videos and whatever he's putting out after the fact that's that's not what people are seeing on fight night so i guess i think that I think that the losses hurt his reputation more than yeah, the things. That's he very does. true because then he's not back in the shit being, up. If we're being honest, but man, here, but again, and I hate to be this guy, I really do, because the result is the result. Mm-hmm. But he was really, really close to choking out Dustin Poirier. He was he was really close to knocking Dustin Poirier out in that second fight. He's he's if you run the simulation a hundred times on each of those fights. There's a lot of them where he comes up the winner yeah. and he's three and zero again. Hey, and even if Connor was getting dominated at the beginning of the first, at the first in the first round, which he was, it was ten eight on two judges scorecards. Charles yes. Oliveira had a ten eight on judges scorecards in the first round against Correct. Michael Chandler, and he won. Correct. Correct. So we can't ditch Connor just because he got pretty well beaten in that first round it was the first yeah. round he's lost to dustin except for the round he lost to dustin in the second fight yep so i mean he's still they're they're almost two rounds a piece really they've really in, leveled in the, some ways yeah, yeah and they've really kind of leveled their playing field so and frankly Con- i don't hold a lot of the immediate post-fight stuff against him mm-hmm. connor was literally a caged injured animal right? Like he was literally in a cage and he literally had a catastrophic injury mm-hmm. and yeah, he was on what could only be described as an unhuman, inhuman endorphin rush just from being in the fight to begin with much less. Mm-hmm. And, and, and what, you know, uh, what's the word for her when you're like, Well, this this is just tremendous audio content, isn't it? <laughs> the, the, you know, the the adrenaline is the word I'm looking for. <laughs> the adrenaline that, you know, sure. and just the preparation, the lead up, and then it ends like that. And because the thing is, man, the fight wasn't ending at the first round, right? So his leg stays intact. Connor's got that left hand, right? Mm-hmm. He's got the second round. And it round. just takes one. And, Dust, and Dustin even said, he clipped me again. I didn't see it coming again. Mm-hmm. You clip him a little harder, and, and it's just a complete. Again, I hate to be that guy so because Oliveira that's the one I want to take. Oliver, I want it, but it, there are there are literally books of examples of guys surviving around and just knocking the guy out cold, yeah. or or finishing the choke, or whatever the case mm-hmm. may be. So we're gonna not talk about Connor anymore. That's my <laughs> dream scenario for him. Shout I hope out. his leg gets better. Yeah. Shout out Connor McGregor. Yeah, come on the Pretty Neat Podcast. You don't have anything yeah, going yeah, on. Absolutely come on the Pretty Neat Podcast. <laughs> and for Dustin Poirier, again, he fought tremendously well. He always does. I think he very easily beats Charles Oliveira. I don't even know if it gets to the third, to be totally honest. Yeah. I I I I tend to be in alignment with you on that. We'll do that. Yeah. We'll do our predictions for that when it comes of around. Course, of course, yeah. Before we talk about Sanhagen Dillashaw. Yep. Friend of the podcast, Rachel Ostovich is fighting tomorrow in BKFC. And uh we just gotta wish her luck. But I gotta say, I wasn't too impressed by the 
the show of the weigh-ins that I watched. Tell me what. Okay, go on. It's just, it felt it felt like that um, uh, thriller. It felt like thriller that that the promotion that did the Askin fight. You know, it just feels cheap. Um, now I know that they are reimbursing their fighters very very well. Um, th- that they're making it worth the while of the fighters. Yeah, didn't we do some off-air validation of that at one point? Yeah, they they make yeah. some good money, and uh, so I mean they're doing right by their peoples, uh, mm-hmm. but you know it's just kind of cheap. You know, your CEO doesn't need to wear a T-shirt for the company. You know, <laughs> I guess that's just it's just good lord if there if there was ever a Walmart Dana White. Yeah, I know, right? Right? I mean, uh, man. <laughs> But so, but hey, right. I uh, I think that that's going to be a fun fun fight, actually. Uh, despite the so fact- that's that's tonight as the episode ends, right? Tomorrow. Uh, the weigh-ins were today. Um, oh yeah, yeah so the so BKFC the is tonight, which is Friday. 23rd. Yeah, we'll definitely recap it next week. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I I I love women's MMA, right? I do. Um, mm-hmm. it just seems like both of them can make a lot more money on OnlyFans. I don't know. <laughs> I hate to, and I listen. I I do not say that in a, as a, a, to be chauvinistic <laughs> at all. I truly don't. There is what. Listen, man. If people want to give you whatever sum of money to see a picture of the sole of your foot or a nipple mm-hmm. or powers, and you get the money as opposed to like Playboy or something more power to you okay here's a question for you but yeah million dollars a year but you have to get the shit kicked out of you for 10 15 minutes once a year yep win or lose especially in or five million dollars a year but you have to strip naked on a webcam every day for give me the webcam okay okay it's more money hey we, we were saying it's more money and you don't have to get punched in the face. So, yeah. So that's good. Now, do you think obviously you you haven't boxed? No. You, you don't plan on I've done I've done a tiny bit of Muay Thai training. Yeah, and you don't plan on competing in BKFC. No. No. Um, of course. Do you think that either of us could beat either of Rachel or Paige in BKFC? Is that a real question? Yeah. <laughs> no, no, Aaron, I don't. <laughs> well, what what if what if we like handicapped it a little bit? <laughs> uh I suppose we could. Yeah. Now, let me ask you this. Mhm. We're talking this is a BKFC. Yeah. Handicap. Okay. Because here's the thing. What are the, what are these girls weighing in at? What are they weighing at today? They're way they weighed in at 125. Okay, so here's the deal. Or 135. I don't remember. There is a point mm-hmm. where size matters. Yes, right? there is. So we did determine this. And so for me, mm-hmm. I am much bigger than both of them. You are. And I have done live round jujitsu with a girl who is probably in that range. She's awesome. In fact, shout out her. I'm not gonna name her because. I did not clear this with her first, but she on a, a big 
UFC to or not UFC jujitsu tournament this past weekend, um, in which Michael Bisping's son competed. Mm-hmm. She actually won her division. She won gold. Wow! So shout out her. Um, but I have I have rolled with her. She has a lot more experience than I do, and there is. I am so much bigger than her. There is nothing she can, she, and they'll give her the advantage hold. And again, and there's just, there's a lot of guys. They're just at certain, at a certain point, physical size matters. Right. So could you take on both um, of them at once? I would love to, but at at what? (laughs) Um, uh, No, 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 no. Uh, I, I, at jujitsu, of course not. And I don't think I I have any business actually rolling jujitsu with either of them, of course, but, um, you know, just brute strength does matter at some point. Mm-hmm. And so in a boxing match, here's the thing though. Hand speed matters too. Yeah. Right. So they're also very spry. They are. Let's, let's, let's talk about this. Yeah. You have a handicap for me. Is that what I'm hearing? Yeah. Uh, how about, um, if they're not allowed to move their feet, like they can still <sighs> slip it, they can still slip, they can still dodge, they can still throw, mm-hmm. but you have freedom of movement. Yeah, so so much boxing power comes from your feet. It really does, and your um, legs. Yeah, right? you'd so be able. To... They're gonna have. They're gonna have trouble. They're just so much. I feel weird doing this. Yeah, yeah. Forget that. It's not many <laughs> handicaps that it would take, but just in a straight up bare knuckle, absolutely not. Yeah. Plus, we have to be realistic about the size difference here. That's just not, mm-hmm. it's not, it's. Yeah, I am roughly six foot four, about 240 pounds. Yeah, you, you, you could lay on top of both of them and I wouldn't be able to see either of them. No comment. <laughs> <laughs> but shout out both of them. I, who do you think is going to win? Ah oh, man, I you know I think Rachel, I think Rachel's gonna gonna pull more torque in her punches. Uh, okay. Although I would actually probably, uh, hmm. Do we have a betting line on it? You know what? I don't know what the line is on that. Um, but I'm curious now. Yeah, I think Van Sand would be the favorite. And she's a oh, huge yeah. favorite. Yeah. yeah, she sure is. So I was going to say, I I love Rachel. I so, think she can well, win. So they've got three books there. Minus 250, minus 300, minus 600. Mm-hmm. I don't hate that plus 400 for Rachel, though. I would take plus 400 on Rachel in a heartbeat because I've seen her win and I've seen her win and oh, yeah. stand up like that. But mm-hmm. she's lost to Paige before, but Paige submitted yep. her. Paige yeah. was losing on the feet. Uh, at least if I remember correctly, she was. Yeah, the thing is, they weren't on the feet very much. In the first round. I, man, bare knuckle is just such a different thing, though. Yeah. Anyway, there is a women's MMA fight mm-hmm. that is happening at um, UFC on ESPN 27, San Hagen versus Dillashaw, live from the UFC Apex on July 24th, 2021. And there will be fans. And there will be some fans there. I'm excited about Miranda Maverick and Macy Barber. How come? Because they're they're both very similar to me in that they're both big prospects. Mm-hmm. Uh, they both had a couple losses and learned from them. 
and showed development from them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they're both really, really good. Mm-hmm. I am really actually looking forward to Maverick because I think Maverick has this one. Uh, oh, I was gonna, I was gonna pick Macy Barber. Yeah, you were. Hmm, it's gonna be a fun one, I think. What I wonder what the line lines are on that. Do you know? Pretty girl. Let's find out. Macy Barber. Yeah. Well, would you look at that? Got a set of arms on her. Good lord. Maverick. Right, what do we got on odds? She the favorite? No, Maverick is the favorite almost across the board. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. But look at that. It's close. I mean, we're talking minus one, like minus 150 plus 120, like mm-hmm. practically a coin flip. And that's the thing that I actually really like about this card is love that. Love that DraftKings plus 135 for Macy, though. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, that's not bad. Uh, what do you so have? Could we get some fucking sports betting in California? I can literally drive four and a half miles from my house and play blackjack at what I'm very sure is an illegally operated casino. Let me bet on sports from my phone. I I hope that you can soon, man. Texas might be on the way. I heard that we might have uh, casinos and sports books. Well, I, I talked to somebody who works at one of the, one of the biggest casinos in the state, mm-hmm. uh, maybe three years ago. And he told me that they are sure it's coming and they already built their sports book. I saw it and they use it for, for horse betting now, but very quickly can be converted. And uh, he said, it's just a matter of time. So hey, counting the days. I think that within a year, a year from today, probably we'll probably end up in Vegas blowing some money on some fights. I think that'll happen. My dude, so. that'd be good. Yep. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to Macy Barber, Miranda Maverick. I gotta say. Okay. Um, aside from the main event, is anything else? Are, are you looking forward to any of the main fights this weekend? Anything? Yeah, I'm looking forward to Mickey Gall and Jordan Williams. Yeah. Anybody named Mickey, I'm all right with. Yeah. <laughs> Anybody who beats up CM Punk, I'm all right with. Right. Yeah. I like. Ad- what do we have on the bottom of this card? Keep going down. Oh yeah. Uh, Sajari Eubanks is always violent. Mm-hmm. I wonder how she's going to do. She's, I mean, she's six and six. She's obviously kind of in that middle of the road in terms of record. Right. But she's looked pretty violent lately and uh, mm-hmm. taking on an undefeated prospect who's four and oh, and Elise Reed. But um, <laughs> uh, on the bottom of the card, it's a lot of, it's a lot of fresh, a lot of fresh people. Yeah. Always, always fun. Adrian Yanez had a great knockout in his last one. Mm hmm. Uh, Brendan Allen, Punahele Soriano should be fun. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Who doesn't love watching the damage? He's coming back. Darren, the damage Elkins is, uh, is that, is that a heavyweight fight? No, Derek. Uh, we don't have a heavyweight fight on this card. Do we? No, I don't, I don't think there's a single heavyweight fight. One. Yeah. He fights featherweight. Mm-hmm. I love that tattoo not familiar with him that is that is one of those tattoos that your mom warns you about <laughs> oh man his uh his comeback uh against ricardo lamas which was in uh no not not, not that one fuck where is it uh there it is mirsad bektik that's what it was it was woodley thompson mm-hmm. too he was getting the shit beat out of him <laughs> that entire fight 
Uh, I would highly recommend watching it. It is easily comeback of the year, if not comeback of the century. Like, like seriously fun, entertaining fight to watch. Mirsad Bektik versus the damaged Darren Elkins. Mm-hmm. It's a fun one. Uh, you have a, a pick for that fight? Darren Elkins. Okay. Mm-hmm. Decision. What about Kyler Phillips and Julian Paiva? So the only I only know of Kyler. Hey, take a guess at what sort of style Paiva has. I'll wait. <laughs> I'm gonna go with BJJ. Would you look at that? Oh, amazing. BJJ. He's from Brazil for our listeners. Kyler the Matrix Felix. The only reason I know of him is because of his victory against Song Yadong. Yeah. Um at Blachowicz versus Asanya. Yeah, just, just recently. <laughs> yeah, that's the only reason I actually mm-hmm. can recall him because he's been in the UFC for a couple of years, four fights. Mm-hmm. So I don't know too much about these, although I do know that they are both exciting. Um, yep. But then we welcome. And then we have the main event. Mm-hmm. Yep. Corey Sandhagen, TJ Dillashaw. And this would be number two in Corey Sandhagen and the unranked former champion returning from two years suspension, TJ Dillashaw. Yep. So this is fight for top contender, clearly. So let's, yes. Yeah. And so we know, we know the, what's at stake in this Mm -hmm. fight. Is there more at stake for TJ because of the suspension? There's more at stake for TJ because he was suspended because, and I count myself among them, people thought, well, he must have been juicing the two times he beat Cody. Turns out they have the samples and it doesn't seem like he was. Mm-hmm. Um, it also which is part of my opinion shifting on him slightly. Go ahead. Yeah, and maybe this relates. I, I enjoyed watching the chronicles about him. Uh, and he talked about how he was taking EPO when his body started failing during the weight cut. Yeah. yeah. Um, and he could not train and could not continue to cut weight unless he did something a little extra. Yep. Um, so he said, either on camera or off, I didn't watch it, but I heard about it on that show, Food Talk Diaries, mm-hmm. uh, that he was offered Sterling. Mm-hmm. And turned it down mm-hmm. because I think a tune-up fight makes sense. Um, from what I understand, Corey Sandhagen is not great on the ground. That is, and, T- yeah. and TJ Dillashaw is a world-class wrestler. Yes, he is. And more often than not, that goes a specific way. It does. Right? More often than not, I give that to the wrestling. Yeah. But... So there's definitely more at stake for TJ. There's a lot more pressure. Yeah. Um, he's older. He has this sort of cloud hanging over him. But if we've learned anything from John Jones, it's that we'll forget about the steroids really quick. Right. So you you go out there and show us the old TJ Dillashaw. Because the thing is, man, he's so good. He's so good. He's so good. And he's a guy you don't love to hate. You just sort of hate him. We were talking about that earlier. Mm-hmm. But he's so, so good. Mm-hmm. And I watched his his two um, 
complete disembowelments of Hen and Morrow again. Uh, and gosh, he was so prime. He was yeah. so prime. Um, that that TJ that the TJ that has won all of his past last fights, the last six seven fights, except for his, mm-hmm. his loss to the um, Cejudo. That mm-hmm. TJ is going to beat Corey, like hands yes. down. Yes. But Corey knows his fucking jab, man. And mm-hmm. and if he can really employ that against TJ to keep distance, he'll win. And he could win it with the jab and he could win it by decision with that after mm-hmm. five rounds. Or I, uh, he could clip him. TJ's been so hang on. Rocked. So you think you think this goes oh, okay? So now this, see, I like this. You think you think Sandhagen hits the way Cody Garbrandt does? No, but I think no. he has more tools and, than and Cody. Cody and Cody didn't close out TJ. That's true. Even though, especially in that first fight, he really should have, and you could have argued that probably should have been stopped before the bell went. But whatever. Mm-hmm. He does have more tools because of his legs, mm-hmm. his knees specifically. Yep. Um, I think he's more dangerous in the clinch too. He is because of those knees. Can we get a look at and his elbows? Corey's Corey's opponents that he has fought. Yeah. Corey Sandhagen to, to get to this number two ranking. So a lost Aljamain Sterling. He beat Marlon Wright. He he really really beat Frank Yeager, didn't he? <laughs> yep. Um, he beat Asun Sal, and then kind of it's kind of just a list of guys. Yeah, that's not exactly TJ Dillashaw's resume. Mm-hmm. And he's what twenty? Is he twenty seven? I believe so. Yeah, twenty nine. Twenty nine. So I think. I man, it's it's hard for me to pick Sandhagen in this fight. But look at you don't have to go that far back to TJ fighting the same guys. John Lineker wasn't that far. He'd already he wasn't champ. Mm-hmm. Uh that was his comeback before they let him fight Cody for the belt. After he lost to Cruz, mm-hmm. uh, a loss to a Sunsail on there back in 2013. Yeah, and then he got it back mm. in 2016. Huh. Well, I who are you picking? And this is not official, sort of for our contest picks. Who do you have? Well, I want to look at the odds now. So Sandhagen's a slight favorite. Anywhere from minus one eighty one to about minus two hundred. Man, the longer this fight goes, the more I lean towards TJ. Yeah. Oh yeah. Sandhagen's never been past the third round. If it gets past the third round, I would that lean is heavily towards that is TJ. A, yeah, heavily towards TJ, mm-hmm. unless that jab is just cracking and TJ can't do shit and can't close any distance but tj does because he's not limited to just his shots you know he's not limited to shooting for wrestling um he does you don't want to wrestle with tj Dillashaw. yeah but if tj gets into a fist fight with him Corey has a chance yeah yeah 
And yeah, he does. And if TJ, he starts, has a chance. He wouldn't be in the fight and rank number two if he didn't. Yeah. And if TJ starts shooting like Frankie did, <laughs> then now you know these two guys used to train together. Mm-hmm. For what that's worth. Yeah. Rumor mill is that TJ was so much better. Yeah. That they had to be like stopped when they mm-hmm. worked together. That it yeah. was just so apparent. Yeah. Um, so you know what you know what's funny, uh, and this is boxing, but it's similar. So Canelo Alvarez and Gennady Golovkin, mm-hmm. right, have have pretty famously fought twice. It was a draw the first time. Anyone with half of a brain knows that Triple G won that fight, except Adelaide Bird, <laughs> who was the judge. Tony Bird, the boxing referee's wife. Uh, Canelo won the second fight. I kind of thought the second fight was the draw and Triple G won the first one, but whatever. But Canelo and Triple G had been sparring and training together since Canelo was about 17, mm-hmm. up until Canelo was just a few years before the first time they fought. And so the, the rumor is that Canelo was like, I, I, I know that I can't beat him. So I'm not going to... I fought Floyd because this Floyd Mayweather, that's a, that's a name builder even if I lose. Triple G in the boxing world is a name builder, but he's not a he's not a mainstream mm-hmm. world name builder. And Canelo is boxing's biggest star right now. So mm-hmm. this is one of those things where I, I think that and, and even then, so Canelo waited until Triple G was older. He they both I mean, there were moments, especially in that first fight where they both hit each other with their best shot and the other guy just stood there. And you can see it on Triple G's face. You can see it on Canelo's face. There was this look of like, well, that was the best I have, and that's not enough. So if if the rumors are true, is that TJ was was just putting it on Sandhagen, which it seems, you know, the legend grows. I guess you never know, right? Seems pretty obvious now that Dumbledore and, and <laughs> Grindelwald never actually had that duel, but whatever. Um, <laughs> you know... I, I, it's just hard for me to pick against TJ. I'm not going to blame him for the EPO, right? I don't blame John Jones. I'm not going to blame him. He was, he was trying to do something. He was literally, I mean, those pictures of him at 125, he looks emaciated. Yeah, he looks, he looks, yeah. And man, he was, he was literally trying to push his body to the, the furthest extent that it could go and then some. And anyone with that sort of mental willpower. Now, if he had, if the samples with Cody had tested positive, I've got an issue with that. <laughs> right? Yeah. I love that. I love everything about this. This is Canelo and Brandon Moreno. And <laughs> but, just, yeah, right. Just posing together because they worked out last week. <laughs> my God, dude. Canelo is a fucking Mack truck. He is so big. Um, <laughs> Sorry, derailed you. Speaking of other guys who have had some questionable steroid, you know, where did they get their shake and stuff? So, mm-hmm. so okay. if I, if it, if this is me, if I'm at a sports book right now, I am hammering that TJ plus one seventy. You think so? I do. I really do. I couldn't tell you which round. I couldn't tell you how. I just think he wins. That's a straight win bet for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you know what, man? I think he is all that Aljamain Sterling or Peter Young can handle, and I think that he beats either one of them. Mm -hmm. So speaking of this division, well, what do you think? Make your official prediction. Uh, And look, also, Corey could knee him in the head two minutes in, and the whole narrative changes. 
Yeah, I'm going to say it's unlikely, but it could happen. I'll go TJ, TKO, round five. Oh, okay. Uh, you see, round four or five, that's not a terrible bet. Mm-hmm. That's where I'm going to go. Okay. I would either say that or decision. How about you? Uh, I think TJ is going to knock him out. I think he's going to find a way to finish him somewhere between the third and fifth round. But I think by the end of the second, it's going to start to be pretty clear that Sandhagen can't be. That's what I think. Yeah, I agree. And I think that if it isn't a clear 10-9 for the first and second round for Sandhagen, like clear. It will be. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I see what you mean. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's got to be clear. Yeah. That And then you start headhunting with a guy like TJ Dillashaw. That is so dangerous. Yeah. You sure. just... Because he's, yeah, he hasn't fought in two years, but it doesn't sound like he's taken many days off. So. No, not at all. Um, and, 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 okay, so let's, let's finish up this division. I want to talk about UFC rankings and Sean O'Malley again. That's fine. You are in charge of the UFC starting tomorrow morning. I've given you one task, and it's to rank Sugar Sean O'Malley. Where do you put him? Hmm. Because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tie this back, actually, to TJ and the rest of this division, but we got to get there. Um, where do I put Sugar Sean? 11th. 11th. And I move everyone that's 11 and down, down. Okay. So I put him right below Marab, who's number 10. Um, and I put him above Rafaela Sunsau. And the reason I do that okay. is for the same reason we were talking about with Misha, which is uh, uh, not Misha. I'm sorry. With who the hell were we fucking talking about before? Uh, Someone who's not ranked. Uh, we were talking about lightweight. Where the hell is lightweight? Uh, yeah, there you go. Uh, we talked about Islam. Oh, Makachev. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So when I'm I'm looking at. Marab, Dominic, Pedro, who are eight, nine, and yeah. ten. Um, yeah, I can see Sugar Sean having trouble with any one of those three. Yes, um, but I see him beating Rafael Asensio, Jimmy Rivera, mm-hmm. and Marlon Vera, who's eleven, twelve, and sure. thirteen. Yep. Um, and Kyler I think he, Cody. I think he cleans up Cody Stamen. Yeah, a hundred percent. I don't know why he's on there. Um, Kyler obviously is fighting tomorrow too. So yeah, we'll it's going to be interesting to see. Yeah. Um, and Kyler's number 14 for those who are listening. But I mean, I go above that. What, what were you thinking? Because you seem I was, receptive. I somewhere between eight and 10. Oh, really? Yeah, I'm not upset at, yeah, I'm not upset at 11. I want to see him fight Dominic Cruz. Do you? I want to see him fight Frankie Edgar, too. Okay. What do you do? You think Cody Garbrandt ducked out of Bantamweight because TJ's back? No. So here's what, so Cody Garbrandt, I'm getting, Cody Garbrandt was on a fight companion show for 264, Mm -hmm. was it two weeks ago? And he was literally, he had a live reaction to O'Malley calling him out. Um, Uh So I think the, and and I have heard sort of secondhand now that Cody, it seems like is going to agree to fight him, whether the UFC makes the fight or not. Hmm. And then he's going to go to 125. And Brandon Moreno, and I think we'll see it next week, talk, because remember, you and Ryan both gave me shit last week saying he should not be able to fight Moreno first. Yes, he should. Because 
outside of Davis and Figueredo, two through 15, who on that list has been a champion at that weight in that weight class? Fair. Good. Uh, yeah, Good it's exactly call. zero, sir. Good call. It's exactly zero. Yeah. So, and Cody has been. Mm-hmm. And if at the end of this year, Cody was holding Aljamain Sterling's belt or Peter Yan's belt, nobody would be shocked, mm-hmm. right? So, some the, the theory is Cody will fight O'Malley at 135. Um, I think I think he stops him, frankly. I don't think O'Malley has ever professionally fought anyone with hands like Cody Garbrandt. I agree with you with that. Um, okay, yeah. And, and it might be a quick stoppage. And then Cody goes to 125 and fights Brandon Moreno. And then I don't emotionally know what I would do with that fight because I love both of them so much. I so, think if, 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 if that happened and Garbrandt stopped Sugar, yeah, put him in for the belt against Moreno. Well, I think, I think that's what's going to happen. If that didn't happen and he just went to flyweight, I would like to see him fight Figueredo first and let Oscar Anzorov fight Moreno. Um, because I think that that'll be an interesting challenge for Moreno. That's a little different than uh-huh. Cody. Um, might see a little less bang and a little more grappling, uh, which will be kind of interesting. Uh, mm-hmm. but I want to see what happens with Cody, no matter what. So, so the the talk is that Cody will have no trouble getting to 125. Okay, and that TJ is actually quite a bit bigger than him. Mm-hmm. So. It's an interesting narrative. It's an interesting discussion. It's a really good way to pump excitement into the flyweight division. Um, but I really do think next summer we're talking about Moreno Garbrandt mm-hmm. for the belt because Moreno's not losing to Oscar. Okay. Moreno and Garbrandt happens and Garbrandt wins. Yeah. Jan and Dillashaw happens and Dillashaw wins. Yes. I love this. <laughs> I love this. <laughs> so much does the trilogy between garbrandt and dillashaw is it for a belt belt <laughs> like i think so and which weight because so. tj is not going to go down to flyweight again and i don't know if 35. cody would move 35. up do you think he would 30 if cody yeah. wins the belt at flyweight do you think he'll go up to challenge bantamweight i do okay but i could also see him fighting brandon Moreno three times ah man that'd be so good oh yeah right that'd be so good uh well, I don't really have anything left to talk about. Well, that's my that's my Cody deal. Um, it'll be interesting to see. He's, I you know the O'Malley thing is it's it's so bizarre that he's not ranked right, and the the rankings don't really mean anything, but they also kind of do. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. I'm gonna stop hammering TJ for the for the. EPO I've decided okay he's a super skilled fighter I I don't and and I'm not I can separate the artist from the art Mm -hmm. right so I was never a fan of Bill Cosby's comedy anyway so I don't you know (laughs) but I don't need to be like oh I I really think you're a great person and a great athlete or a great person and a great drummer or a great person and a great you know actor whatever the fuck I, I really don't care because nobody's perfect and this narrative that we have to like like the person and the Mm -hmm. thing they do is fucking ludicrous because everybody who works anywhere with other people has some people they love and has some people they hate right so (laughs) i don't have to be like oh i love his personality too like not everybody is as likable as Brandon moreno so that's fine um 
I just, I respect what is pretty evidently supreme skill. And I just think TJ has that, man. I really do. Mm -hmm. And And if the the UFC is going to welcome him back like this after a two-year suspension for cheating with a performance-enhancing drug for a championship fight, they'd better do a fucking parade for Nick Diaz for being out for five years because of weed. You think that's the real reason he's been out for five years? No, it was butting heads and attitudes, I am sure, but regardless <laughs> so the thing is man like in any sport let's talk football okay mm-hmm. um i'm going to remain impartial and i'm going to choose a team let's call them the los angeles rams okay, okay? <laughs> i'm completely impartial when it comes to the rams the rams just traded for a big high profile quarterback He's fantastic. And he's been very good on a shitty team for a long time. Mm-hmm. Let's say he's late to practice. He won't be because that's not who he is. But let's say he's late to practice. Mm-hmm. What do you think they do? Well, they punish, of course. No, no, no. They start practice when he gets there. Sure. They don't punish him. That's Matt Stafford. Okay. What, what are we talking about? This is not a discussion. I guess practice starts when he gets here, but here's the thing. He's not going to be late, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, the the four, you know, teams typically carry two quarterbacks and we'll have a third on the practice squad. The fourth guy shows up late for practice. What do they do? Mm-hmm. They cut him. Yeah, He's gone. He's fired. Yeah. Different people have different rules. In sports... In movies, you know, here's the thing, and it doesn't work this way in movies anymore so much, but let's take let's take the MCU, okay? Robert Downey Jr. Is he a headache on set? I don't know. But do you know what he is? Worth the headache. You see how much fucking money those movies made? He's worth a headache. LeBron James. You you sign LeBron James, trade for LeBron James. Will you get like five of his guys that now suddenly have to work for the team in, in some sort of mm-hmm. role? It's because he's LeBron James. You want to go to the finals eight times in a row? You, this, this is part of the deal, okay? Tiger Woods, mm-hmm. notoriously very difficult to be around. Yeah, well, you play that well mm-hmm. for that long. This, this is part of it. So for me, for the Diaz brothers, both of them, this is Dana White saying, these guys are kind of worth the headache. <laughs> Because we're just two guys, but Dana White knows exactly the dollar amount those two generate in sales, both of merchandise and pay-per-views. Mm-hmm. And that's why we haven't seen him for five years. <laughs> you think it's just that? No, I don't think. <laughs> okay, we're car shopping. There's a, there's a car from a brand that we really like. They have there's a car shortage. I don't know if you know about this because there's some sort of computer chip shortage, which is causing cars to be delayed in being delivered to dealerships. So you go to dealerships, it doesn't matter what brand, almost all of them are completely empty. It's very strange. There's a car we really like. It's in our price range at certain trim levels. Well, we ha- we saw one that would and it was the only one we all knew within like a hundred mile radius. Mm-hmm. 
How willing to negotiate were they? <laughs> Not very. There's a lot of Honda Civics. Do you think Nick was right? just asking for too much? I think, I think asking for too much. I think he doesn't really want to fight. I, I think there's a lot of things, man. I think you can really do very well playing this the way the Diaz brothers have. Mm-hmm. And I celebrate it. Yeah, I really do. They're very famous. They've made a lot of money. And they, you know, I, I don't know what sort of head trauma they both had, but <laughs> they haven't had to stay as active as some other guys who have less of a following. But what I know is their fan base does not translate to mainstream like cold hard dollars or pay-per-view sales huh i'm interested to see it just doesn't because it would have now i think o'connor propelled them because now people are going to know who or who didn't know who nick was or they're going to know they need the biggest star the sport has ever had and they partially have that they have the name recognition of a diaz brother somebody who's connected to connor I think literally yeah, exactly. That's six, what I'm saying. And I think but without Connor, that doesn't exist. That could be, but that's the time we're in now. Oh, I know. And have been for a long time. Yeah. And I was, so that's what I'm saying. And that's, I don't fine. think the Diaz brothers are worth that's the headache, separate from what whatever. my point was, but that's, I see what you're saying. What, what was your point? That the double standard and the difference between the punishments are inappropriate. <laughs> Oh, yes, I agree. <laughs> that somebody who got caught cheating before a world title fight with a performance enhancer was kicked for two years and somebody who smoked a joint got kicked for five. But was he really suspended for five years? Was that the official punishment? Eh, they retroacted some shit, but I'm not paying attention to that. Oh, okay, that's <laughs> fair. Yeah, the the weed thing is tough, right? So there's the sprinter. Yeah, I'm sure you heard about her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sh- Shikari Richardson. Yeah. And people are like, well, the rule's bullshit. Okay, fine. The rule's bullshit. Still the rule. All she had to do was follow it. Mm-hmm. You're going to tell me she didn't know what the rule was? Of course she did. Yeah, of course. So, mm. and frankly, she's in the new Kanye West Beats by Dre Apple Music commercial on YouTube every time you open it. So, <laughs> does it matter? Is she. No. Does she have to go to Tokyo and deal with all that crap, or is she going to make more money? That, I, I mean, come on. <laughs> That's a good point. You never go wrong with Beats by Dre, official sponsor, uh, sponsor of Pretty Pie. You know what, man? I lost my AirPods in Vegas, and I I really do enjoy having those that wireless style, especially when I have my glasses on. Uh-huh. And so I bought those new Studio Buds, and they're awesome. Nice. That's good to hear. I'm a big fan. Shout out Beats by Dre. Please sponsor the Pretty Neat Podcast. We would love that. Yeah. We need some new mics. <laughs> we do. I'm all wrapped up, man. I'm, gonna look, all right. I'm looking forward to the fights tomorrow. Me too. And then we'll it's reconnect next week and we'll talk about them. We will. We will. That sounds good. As is our way. Where can people find the Pretty Neat Podcast? The Pretty Neat Podcast. The, 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 <laughs> Shout out Stone. The pretty neat podcast.com. Trump 24. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, uh, just stop the recording already. I always say it and then I hit stop.